alien spacecraft did not crash in Roswell, New Mexico in 1947. You know Zyderthus, I guarantee it. But you don't know who they are because they're afraid of talking about it. This is not a test. This is your emergency broadcast system. Hello and welcome to the 96th annual subliminal deception podcast your weekly dose of conspiracy theory bullshit my name is cody and i'm joined by my pal phil how are you doing good buddy how about yourself not doing too bad it is officially hump day and we've we've had some big news this week already we got to talk about you know this show's mortal enemy the ultimate foe jeffrey bezos stepping down as ceo of amazon what do we what do we make of that? Yeah, well, I did see a couple of reports on the uh, the mainstream media about this. They did not mention anything about him returning to his home reptilian planet or anything having to do with, you know, QAnon or the eating of children's blood. So <laughs> I'm not really sure how much we can believe them. Apparently, he is not quite stepping back completely from the company. Apparently, he's doing what Bill Gates did few years back and you know just kind of stepping down from the ceo it's much like what putin did putin kind of stepped down from the presidency when he reached his term limits but everyone knew he was still in power behind the scenes i think that's kind of what it is gotcha right thing is i was thinking i don't even think nibiru would want him back they'd probably be like dude we don't want that guy coming here and just taking over all our little lizard businesses little reptilian businesses there was an episode of Futurama where Da Vinci was actually an alien from a different planet. And it turned out that the reason why he was on Earth was because he was actually the dumbest alien on that planet. Because <laughs> all of his inventions were involved with, you know, making shit out of wood and all of this low technology. And they all made fun of him. But he was the smartest human when he came, you know, he obviously wasn't human, but he was the smartest person when he came to our planet. So maybe it's the same with Jeff Bezos. Maybe he is appearing to be the most intelligent human on Earth, but he's the dumbest alien from Nibiru. I don't even know if Bezos is intelligent. Is he just... Well, he's got that big cranium. True. There's got to be something in there. True, true. That's a very good point. Well, you're not off the hook on subliminal deception, Bezos. We're just we're putting that out there now. Uh, okay, Phil, before we get in the episode here, what is the other bit of news we need to talk about? Oh, yes. So this actually happened during the weekend. Trump's five lawyers that he had for his impeachment trial actually quit. They stepped down from being Trump's lawyers because Trump wanted them to go up in front of the trial in the in the Senate and claim that Trump was innocent. I believe it was because Trump wanted his lawyers to go up in front of the Senate and claim that he was innocent because the election was stolen from him. And that is what caused all five of those lawyers to quit. Yikes. Are you starting to think that he actually in his head believes that? No, I don't. I don't think he ever really believed that he won it. I think at first there was enough people claiming that he 
that he actually won it, that it was stolen from him, that maybe he started to think it, but really he is a narcissist, but I don't think he is that crazy of a narcissist that he actually believes his own lies. It takes an extreme, extreme narcissist to actually believe their own lies. Well, I, I don't know. He might, <laughs> he might fall he might into be, Actually, now that I heard the words coming out of my mouth, he might be close. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I, I I saw a interview, I think, with one of his previous lawyers who, to be honest, looks like a live action version of a California raisin. Um, <laughs> but it's, yeah, it, basically just saying he's nuts and he can't do it and yada, yada, yada. And uh, I did hear the thing thrown out a lot that was, Trump isn't responsible for inciting a riot because his speech is protected under the First Amendment, no matter what he said during that speech. Yes, it is one of those situations where they call it yelling fire in a crowded theater. Yeah, that situation where there is First Amendment, but there is limitations also. Yeah, well, the part where he says you got to fight for it, you got to fight for it. They're trying to take it for like the way he like subtly throws that in there and gets the crowd riled up like yeah dude you are a big part of that definitely yeah so actually he did hire two new lawyers one of which was going to be i believe he was meeting with jeffrey epstein before epstein was uh, suicided and another one refused to pursue charges against Bill Cosby during 2005, I believe. Yikes. Okay, well, he's got <laughs> he's got some all-stars. He just needs Johnny Cochran and uh, uh, the Sh- Kardashian guy. Oh, and Shapiro. Yeah, yep. and there you go. And you have a ragtag duo there, and nobody can stop them. Uh, but anyway, Phil, should we get into the episode that's probably going to lead to a lot of one-star reviews here? Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I I imagine it will. So, <laughs> That's fine. That's what we want. Bring it on, yeah. haters. Yeah. True patriots leave five stars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, communist traitors leave one stars. Definitely. So for years now, the split in ideologies among members of the Republican Party has been widening with the old guard made up mostly of fiscally conservative right of center members desperately trying to hold back a wave of populism and nationalism that has picked up steam in recent years. Now, born out of the failures of the Republican Party during the Bush and Obama administrations and emboldened by their champion, former President Donald Trump, the far right wing of the GOP is now challenging the leaders of the fledgling organization and making headway in the struggle for the soul of the party. Now, this is interesting because as someone who hasn't necessarily always preferred their policies and whatnot, um, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is great. Let's fracture them. But then on the other end, the Democratic Party is having their own civil war as well between the moderates, which aren't that far off from fiscally conservative right of center members and the uh, progressives. Could we be looking at like, a four-party system sometime. I mean, probably not, but uh, that would be something. Probably not. I mean, unless there's two parties that kind of grow out of the two major parties. So those there's kind of a like a socialist extreme, not extreme left, but like far, far left that's growing out of the Democratic Party. And then there's a fascist 
uh, far right kind of growing out of the Republican Party. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's, it's a- kind of one of those deals. And that's it's that that's not a bad fucking word. You know, both of those words on one end of the political spectrum is fascism. On the other end is socialism, and communism. So it's yeah. It's, well, I'm just going to throw it out there. I think fascism might be worse than the rest of them. But yeah, I, I, I understand what you mean. It's just like uh, the kind of the extremes of the opposing views, more or less. Yeah. Well, here's the weird thing about that whole political spectrum, like the right wing and the left wing. It's It's kind of weird because if you go far out enough, you start coming to the other side. So if you if you get left far enough, you start getting into kind of the fascism. And if you go right far enough, you start getting into like this communism kind of deal. It's not it's not like they're so far separated because they almost kind of start to meet. It's almost more like a circle than like a straight line. It's kind yeah. of weird how it works. Well, I mean, the, the end result of both of them is power to do what you feel is the right thing to do, I guess. You know, yeah. like obviously if you have fascism, you base you have Nazi Germany, but that was all about controlling what they wanted. And then, I mean, Stalin's like the extreme example of communism, but uh, but yeah, obviously the, we know about him. The funny thing is, if you really look at both of those countries, they were at war ideologically, but they were pretty much run the same mostly the same they had one strong man up on top and then kind of this main echelon of all of these powerful people who kind of ran everything yeah both both countries basically had the same thing going on even though they supposedly had these completely different ideologies so right right so no one could have predicted when television personality an alleged billionaire donald trump took that fabled ride down the escalator and into history when he announced his bid to run for president (laughs) that he would not only do well, but be able to capture the imagination of men and women who had felt as if they had lost their place in an ever-changing world. A coalition would form to push candidate Trump to the Republican candidacy for president and eventually to an unlikely victory in the 2016 election and the presidency of the United States of America in 2017. You know what's interesting about this is you don't realize it till now, but at the time they were like, oh, Trump's crazy. He's saying all this crazy shit. And then he starts winning and they're like, oh, this is our guy. But we're still going to pretend like we're technically not associated with him, even though they were just like a rabid dog or a wild animal it's going to come back and bite you eventually like if you yeah. have if you have a bear in your house it's going to be cuddly for a while but it, one day it's just going to decide that it wants to eat your asshole like it's just you know it's going to happen that's basically trump in a nutshell like those millionaires who have the chimpanzees like yeah. oh no no he's he's completely tame he's a friendly friendly chimpanzee but you know give him a cross look and all of a sudden he fucking yeah. tears your face off exactly yep, yep. it's It's the Ted Cruz effect. So Ted Cruz, (laughs) Donald Trump called his wife ugly in front of America (laughs) on national television. You can look it up on YouTube. And then once Ted Cruz kind of had to hobble his way into Trump's circle, they show, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but there was a video or a picture or something of Ted Cruz cold calling for Trump. And he looks like he was just neutered that morning. Yeah, It is the best picture I've ever seen of any 
picture of for politics. You know, well, I, it was just it, like the picture tells a thousand words. There's so many words being spoken by that picture. So how the hell? Well, Ted Cruz is one of the last ones hanging on to Trump's dick, too. Yes, it's because he sold his fucking soul. I mean, you you can say sold your soul and it means, you know, almost nothing. Literally sold his soul to be just in the orbit of Trump. And Yikes. now that's all he has left is this like the whole Trumpism world that he has tried to latch himself onto. And now that world is just evaporating and he's just hanging like a fucking, you know, like a piece of shit off an ass. Just yeah, <laughs> He's a real life dingleberry. A real life dingleberry. Exactly. Well, here's the thing. Interesting thing. He had the perfect escape plan set up for him with the Capitol riots like the rest of them hopped off of Trump's stick. Um, yep. He could have done that. He still he said, I'm not doing it. Yep. Everyone was offered a life raft and only a few took it. I think the ones who took it are taking a lot of flack right now, kind of when what we're talking about with the the new wave of Republicans. But I think they're going to enjoy that life raft that they they latched onto. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. The wild and chaotic tenure of the first term under Trump would leave the party eventually in shambles. And after a historic turnout against the incumbent in the 2020 election, Donald Trump would see his position of power stripped away from underneath him, fighting and clawing every step of the way, convincing his followers that the election had in fact been stolen from him. You know what's interesting about this as well? I was just thinking in my head, has this happened before? And technically, when you had the the old school Democrats and then you had them fracture off from the would become known as the Dixiecrats, then the Dixiecrats got absorbed into the Republican Party. And that's kind of where we are at now. Um, yes. I wonder if you yeah, could the, the reshuffling you're talking about that happened between yeah. like the uh, 50s, 70s. Yeah, yes. yeah, yep, yep. So maybe something like that will happen now. Maybe like the moderate Republicans, like the more centrist ones would, I don't know, go over to the other side, I guess. I don't know. I could, I mean, it would be almost like a fan fiction for politics, writing like a fictional book about moderate Republicans and moderate Democrats kind of coming to terms with, you know, the differences that they have and creating a tent for everyone else who isn't like a crazy either far right or far left person. Yeah. I could see that happening in a book, but not really in real life. <laughs> there's so there's so much money to be made off of duality in our right. current system. Right. It's true. In the wake of the attack on the Capitol building and President Biden's inauguration, a power vacuum has formed at the head of the GOP with politicians emerging recently who more closely resemble the voting bloc that had turned out in mass for their former champion, only to see their efforts fall in futility. And that is the topic of today's episode, the rise of the far right and the shadow of Trumpism. Hell yeah. This is uh, obviously fresh off the goddamn presses. You almost can't look away from this right now. Yes, literally being written as we speak, because as long as they are still doing things in the Capitol building, as long as news is still happening, it's being written as we speak. So I was writing this up until 10 minutes before we <laughs> jumped on. So Yeah, and by the time this comes out two days from now, stuff could have changed. But I think for the most part, it'll be yeah. pretty solid. 
I do have some caveats for one of these people. You okay. know who I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. I have some caveats during the episode that things may change in the two days it takes this to come out. So. <laughs> these warriors for Trump, emboldened by their fallen leader, an election that they wholeheartedly believe had been stolen from him, look to take control of the party from the men and women that they believe never actually had any real faith in the former president and that they were only using him and his powerful voting bloc for their own means. One of these politicians has recently made waves on the national stage when he verbally attacked a member of the party's old guard out in the open, traveling to her own state to admonish the congresswoman. Oh, I'm excited to hear who this is. Representative Liz Cheney, daughter of former vice president and face shooting aficionado Dick Cheney, holds the only congressional seat in the state of Wyoming and is actually third in line in the power structure of the House GOP. Is she really? Yes. Wow. Yeah. So if you've ever seen the movie Vice about Dick Cheney, there is a part in the movie where she's actually running for this seat that she has right now. And she's kind of at odds with her sister because she basically doesn't support publicly her lesbian sister. And because it would have hurt her politically. That's kind of the storyline of that little part of the movie. Oh, so Liz isn't isn't a, a great character. Is that what you're saying? Well, I mean, I don't know her personally. I don't know her in real life. But... <laughs> well, I'm just saying if she's anti-gay. Um... Oh, no. Like, publicly. In order to get elected, she did that. Ah, okay. Well, yeah. Uh, here's the other thing. Is Liz Cheney's platform, she's running off, she wants to find WMDs in Iraq? No, I think, <laughs> I don't know if she separated herself from her father, but I mean, it, it would have been a good idea. I suppose for me to get her vote, she would have to separate herself from old Dick Cheney. But is, is he dead now? Is Cheney, Cheney still alive, right? I believe he's mostly machine now, but yeah, I think he is still alive. <laughs> he's currently on a Death Star doing work for the Emperor. That is Mr. Dick Cheney. He has a robotic heart, robotic I imagine- everything. I imagine he's resting comfortably in his uh, life support egg, just like Darth (laughs) Vader. During the House vote for the second impeachment of Donald Trump, Liz Cheney sided with the Democrats and voted in favor of the motion, along with nine other Republicans. This action, along with calling on Trump to give up his fight to overturn the 2020 national election results, as it was clear that he had lost has put her at odds with the far right wing of the GOP, who are considering a vote to censure the congresswoman and strip her of the power that she holds in the House of Representatives and in the Republican Party power structure. Now, do you think they're actually going to do it? I mean, I guess we could discuss that part once we get to this mystery woman that I'm sure a lot of people know who it is. Well, yeah, actually, this first person is not a woman. It is. It wait, is a, it's wait, a dude. Wait, to, to censure him? Oh, no. It's uh, the, the person that we're talking about. Oh. Who, who traveled to her state. Yeah. Gotcha. So we got two of them then. Because Liz yeah, Cheney is a... definitely attached to the other one as well. Yes. Uh, she's being attacked currently by one of the other people that I'm going to ah. talk about today as well. Yes. Okay. Well, who are you speaking about right now, Phil? So this member of the new breed of young Republicans that I'm speaking of 
is Florida representative Matt Gates. <sighs> Here's the thing. You just have to say Florida and you instantly assume they're crazy. Because I do, I do, is Marco Rubio is in Florida as well, correct? Yes. Uh, son of, son of Sam, as well known. <laughs> allegedly. He's, okay, wait, they're claiming now he's the son of David Berkowitz? Well, wasn't that the big, the big uh, Trump thing that his dad was the, or was that Cruz's dad? Ted Cruz. They think Ted Cruz is Zodiac killer. The Zodiac Killer. Oh, yeah. Okay, never mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I got. I'm not a true crime person, so that's <laughs> that's you guys. Well, you should just start one now, claiming that Marco Rubio's dad was David Berkowitz, the son of Sam. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know that they actually know who the son of Sam was. So, <laughs> well, tell me about Mr. Matt Getz here. All right. So Gates traveled to Liz Cheney's home state of Wyoming and actually spoke at a rally held to condemn the actions of the representative. Now, such a move would have been unheard of just a few short years ago. However, with a lack of leadership and direction at the Republican Party's top tier, an emboldened 38-year-old congressman from Florida's 1st District would actually travel to her state and speak out against Liz Cheney, calling her a fake cowgirl from Virginia claiming that she was only in Washington to enrich herself, along with her buddies, Mitch McConnell and Nancy Pelosi. Oh, okay. He's he's turning on Moscow, Mitch. Exactly. Yep. Like, just like I was telling you, they're going after the Democrats and the top Republicans, the old guard. To be honest, I'm like literally shocked right now that a representative from, from Florida actually knew there were other states outside of Florida. I'm surprised he even knew Wyoming existed. Yeah, I mean, he probably did have to <laughs> map quest it just just to figure out where the fuck it was. He's At like, least look it up on his phone. He's like, isn't that North Mexico up there? <laughs> yeah, everyone I've ever met in the military from the East Coast always called him like the block states, like the bigger states that were west of the Mississippi. Whenever I'd tell a friend I was from Iowa, they'd be like, oh, that's a that's one of those big states ah, that no one knows about. Okay. So why is he calling her a fake cowgirl? Is he trying to attack attack her southern heritage, I guess? Or well, I don't know. Wyoming so so Wyoming is actually really big on cowboys. When they would herd the cattle like down south for the grass, it's it's kind of a stupid thing, but Cheyenne, Wyoming at one time actually had the most millionaires per capita because of cattle barons. Gotcha. Does he know that the Wild West ended 150 years ago? No, probably not I that don't long ago. I think but... he reads that much. Okay. No. All right. Well, I'm sure he he still probably believes the Southern or the uh, Civil War just ended a few years ago. So there's that. Yeah. But well, uh... <laughs> he probably just saw a reenactment. Was worried uh... that all those people had guns. <laughs> probably. So Gates would tell the crowd to quote defeat Liz Cheney in this upcoming election, and Wyoming will bring Washington to its knees. And this was in reference to the upcoming midterm election in 2022, which Liz Cheney is already facing a lot of opposition on both sides, Republican and Democrat, in her own state. Okay. To be honest, before all of this, I mean, I didn't even know Dick's daughter was even in uh, any sort of politics, to be honest with you. But she, I mean, I don't know, but outside of, I guess, denouncing her sister, she doesn't seem quite as evil as her father, but 
That can change. That can change real fast. No, from what I know, she has mostly human parts. Okay. And no, she doesn't have any kind of like lightning coming out of her fingers or anything. So <laughs> she doesn't have any horcruxes. Yeah, exactly. Horcruxes <laughs> hidden around Washington and Wyoming and Iraq. <laughs> Maybe that's what the WMDs were. Saddam Hussein had found a bunch of uh, Dick Cheney's and he was going to destroy him. He's Could real be. worried about it. He was telling the army to go find WMDs. They came back saying they couldn't find them. He's like, well, maybe maybe keep looking. <laughs> I got to collect them all. <laughs> so if the name Matt Gates sounds familiar, that is because he was in the news recently after the attack on the Capitol building. He was the one who was standing on the floor of the House of Representatives claiming that the facial recognition technology that was used to investigate the faces of the very rioters who had stormed the Capitol, claiming that, quote, pretty compelling evidence from a facial recognition company showing that some of the people who breached the Capitol today were not Trump supporters. They were masquerading as Trump supporters and, in fact, were members of the violent terrorist group Antifa. Yes. OK, here we go. I've definitely heard this before. Now, I'm going to give him props because Antifa has turned into my favorite joke if anything goes wrong, I just say, God, fucking Antifa again. You know, yep. the pop machines out of Dr. Pepper. You say, fucking Antifa. He, it's basically the new Obama. Honestly. Yeah. It's the new Obama. Hero. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Fucking Antifa. It's the, it's the new one. And I'm still not even convinced Antifa even exists, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah, it's uh, so there are people who claim that Antifa is not even a group, but it sure seems like a group. I mean, you don't really see it as much anymore because pretty much anyone who would like stand with Antifa wouldn't go out in public because of the lockdown right now. They're pretty like a pretty left group. Well, so well, that's the other thing. It's my understanding is it's an idea, not really a group. And it was originally formed to like battle the skinheads at concerts i believe is how it started because you know that was a big thing all the skinheads going to all the fucking concerts and shit yeah i remember i went to a concert that was slayer opening for slipknot and it was a very odd mix that crowd it was a bunch of 16 to 22 year old slipknot fans and then a bunch of like 30 to 50 year old Slayer fans, like skinheads wearing their like their biker gear. Oh, their, my uh, God. Their leather leather vests, whatever they call those things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What a bunch of dumb shits. Yeah, it was. I mean, I didn't see any like all out fights or anything. I did see one. Uh, there was a mosh pit. There was some 17 year old kid who got pushed into one of the uh, the old ladies from one of the skinheads and he grabbed him and threw him back head first. And the dude basically hit, it was like a bowling ball hitting bowling pins. Three people fell down because this guy got ran head first right into him. It was pretty funny. Jesus. Okay. I remember when you went to that, I can't remember yeah. why I couldn't go. Did I, had I moved away or did I have to work or something? I can't remember. It was something like that. You might've had to work. We were in high school. Right, right. So Gates had cited a Washington Times article which claimed that a facial recognition company, XR Vision, had used its technology to positively identify two Antifa members among the protesters. The truth is that XR Vision claimed that the identification of Antifa members was in fact false. 
and that what the tech company had actually picked up was two members of a neo-Nazi group and a QAnon conspirator. Ah, okay. Well, checkmate, Mr. Gates. I mean, I (laughs) guess he... This is the thing. You kind of just make up shit, throw it at the wall, and see what sticks. That seems to be their method. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm going to kind of go into it in a second here. Really, the thing is, a lot of these news organizations, some of these right-wing or left-wing rags, too, will put up uh, something that they know is false. It'll be up for a few hours, possibly a few days, before it gets flagged as complete bullshit, and then they put a retraction up. However, it's already been shared hundreds of thousands of times by then. And, you know, sometimes like this information was even put on Fox News and some of the other like right wing, like the major news television. You know what I heard today? I saw a news story. So we've talked about Newsmax before, right? Yes. Most extreme right wing thing you can get, basically. And apparently the MyPillow guy was so much they had to kick him off of an extremist right-wing show. Wow. Holy uh, hell. Yeah, that's pretty bad. That's uh, that's like, well, I was listening to uh, an episode of Small Town Murder today, and they were talking about a Marine who had been kicked out of the Marine because he had too much like of a homicidal tendency. And they were making fun of it because it's like, well, that's the Marine's job. And when you're too homicidal for the Marines, that's pretty bad. <laughs> kind of the same thing. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, the MyPillow guy kind of looks like if fucking Mario had a crack addiction. Like, honestly, that's kind of what the MyPillow guy reminds me of. Oh, yeah. The uh, the I don't know what his name is, but the guy on SNL who does the impression of the MyPillow guy is great. <laughs> you, should, you should check that out. So the damage had already been done, though as the story of the Antifa infiltration had already been shared, like I mentioned, thousands of times and picked up by conservative news outlets before the Washington Times could print their attraction just a couple of days later. Yeah, um, the second something becomes a meme, everybody assumes it's a a fact. So memes might be the most dangerous thing to America right now. We all laughed. We enjoyed it for years. You know, now they're one of the most dangerous weapons of propaganda. And I don't remember who I was joking with, but I said, you know, when you start letting the the older people online, okay, you let them on the internet, they get lost and they see yep. a meme. They don't understand how memes operate. Then they just assume that it's like them, you know, buying a newspaper back in 1932 and it's just fact on there. That's not how yep. it works, Grandma. That's if how we Walter get in this. Cronkite says it, it's got to be true. <laughs> <laughs> That's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. So memes and also clickbait articles. Oh, yeah. That people only read the title and they don't read the body of it. If they read the body of it, they would realize that the title has almost nothing to do with what actually. Because normally that clickbait title will get cut down and you don't see the question mark at the end. So it looks like it's a statement, but really it's a question. My favorite is how when, they word it. My favorite about that is when someone links you an article and you just read that title and you already know it's bullshit. Then you yep. read like the website address Patriot Eagles Wet Vagina 69 <laughs> at hotmail.com. Okay, this isn't even a real website. Why are you reading this? Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's, it's the 
it's something that they probably had shared to them and they didn't even read the article. They just read the title and then they push it like, oh no, see, see, I'm telling the truth. Yeah, there's that's what a lot of guys I worked with would do. There's uh, two main, main ones you have to really watch out for. The I think it's the Epoch Times, Epoch Times. Um, they have TV commercials. Brex Bart, I think it is. That's like an extremist right wing paper as well. Um, so, yeah, those I see those being linked a lot as like facts. Is that some like shoot off of Breitbart? Oh, I'm sorry. That's what I meant. Breitbart. Breitbart. Okay. I thought you yeah. meant it was like Breitbart, but like a like no, a dollar store Breitbart. No, sorry. I'm just not saying it correctly. Oh, okay. The other yeah. one, I'm sure you've you've seen it. It's like E P O C H Time. Epoch? Epoch Times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Epic or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I have I've seen it, but I've never read any of their articles. Yeah, it's uh it comes off as like a normal newspaper. Then you wait till the articles, <laughs> they start talking about the articles they cover, and you're like, yikes, okay. Yeah. So the second of the young gun Republican lawmakers that we're going to be discussing today is a congresswoman representing Colorado's 3rd District, Representative Laura Bobart. I believe I'm saying that right, but I don't really care. Born December 15th, 1986. Okay. I was just thinking, okay, her... Her last name, Bobart, right? Does that not sound like if Russia tried to release their own version of Dumbo, they would, it wouldn't be Dumbo, it would be Bobart? Bobart. Like a... <laughs> the like communist a, elephant. From a, from a Latin American country where they just... The copyright laws were a little, yeah. little shady. They yeah. had to name him Bobart. Yeah. So she is actually from Rifle, Colorado. Okay. This, I, I, I feel like that might be a... Um, precursor to what <laughs> she might be into yeah definitely so she is a freshman congresswoman who has dabbled a lot less in conspiracies than representative gates has but that doesn't make her any less crazy as this is the reason why it makes her crazy but she happens to be an advocate of open carry laws however there has been metal detectors that were added to the entrance of the house chamber floors apparently she attempted to carry her Glock onto the house floor and was stopped by security guards and even refused to hand over her handbag to security. She did eventually, however, make it into the chambers, but it was never really made clear whether or not her pistol came in with her. Okay, so clearly this means that she has brought that with her several times. Are you supposed to be bringing that in there? You know, I kind of feel like they wouldn't, want any of them to bring firearms onto the house floor but i i don't know what do you think so i i did look into the rules a little bit and congress people like anyone in congress is allowed to open carry anywhere inside of the the congress the the congress complex but they're really not supposed to be carrying on the senate or the house floor and she actually has an open carry permit i was reading to open carry in Washington, D.C. So the District of Columbia, she is allowed to open carry. Ah, interesting that she wants to open carry there when it's her people (laughs) who (laughs) attacked uh, the Capitol building, right? Yeah, it's one of those things. She was open carrying a long time ago. It's not like she just started after the the rioters. But the, the metal detectors were only added after 
the the riots in Congress. So this is the first time she's actually been flagged for bringing her gun in. So. Yeah. Th- okay. So I remember her now. I didn't know her name, but I I remember they had the Capitol attack. Then they were talking about installing the metal detectors. And then there was people complaining about it, and clearly she's the one main one. Yeah. So she actually would have only been in office for, I believe, a few days. She'd only been sworn in a few days before the riots actually happened. So she would have only actually came into the House chambers maybe for a few days. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, okay. I see. Well, my guess would be they installed... Okay, this is what I'm going to guess happened. They installed the things. She didn't like it, so she put her gun in her purse and then came in there to try to, like, flex on him. How much you want to bet that's what happened? I imagine to make a scene, it would have been been a great, like, a scene to make for, like, a pro-gun thing. Like, you could make a commercial out of that, like her fighting back against the oppression. But I'm (laughs) willing to bet that she just didn't know that metal detectors were there and, you know, one of those situations... Uh, That could be. That's very well possible. Though she has proclaimed herself to be pro-police and pro-law and order, Representative Bobart has actually had a lot of trouble with cops and showing up to court in the past. (laughs) Okay. So this is actually an article that I found from the Denver Post. Bobart was arrested twice in Mesa County in 2015 detained on June 20th, 2015, after a verbal altercation with police at Country Jam, which is a music festival in Colorado. Now, Bobart, who was then 28 years old, had allegedly shouted at some people who were being detained basically because they were drinking. uh, There were minors who were drinking, and she had actually urged them to run from the cops. The young drinkers apparently were becoming unruly because of this. She was handcuffed and charged with disorderly conduct. Uh, She actually tried to twist away from the police and allegedly shouted that her arrest was unconstitutional and that she had friends at Fox News and that the arrest would become national news. Now, the Denver Post put on the end there that it did not become national news. (laughs) Well, first off, come on, this country jam, these they're out there partying, they're hooting, hollering, they have their yep. limeritas, they're, oh, come on, you can't, you know, it wouldn't be my place to hang out, but uh, but yeah, it sounds like she might be a Karen. Just going to throw that out there. That's what she sounds like. A little bit, yeah. And it's also Colorado. I don't know if it was legal in 2015, but I'm willing to bet that the uh, the smell of weed was in the air Oh yeah. on that, in that jam festival. Yeah, but it's a country fest. You know damn well the moonshine was thicker. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> the, all of the uh, Keystone Light. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, they might oh, be no, drinking it's, uh, Coors. it's Miller country out there. It might that's be drinking Coors. Coors. Rock, that's yeah. What, yeah, Coors. Right there. They might be drinking that. Yeah. So she actually missed her August court date. Uh, she had claimed that she had forgotten what day it was of the week it was. Uh, She wrote a letter to the court later on saying, I am now aware that today is Friday. She wrote that on August 28th, hours after she was supposed to appear in court. They actually rescheduled the court date for a year later, but she again was a no-show on November 20th. She didn't even leave a handwritten note for the judge. She would be arrested for a failure to show up to court, but 
Later on, the charges for disorderly conduct were dropped because they didn't think that it would actually be any good to go to trial with it. There were some more things. Apparently, she rolled her truck and was charged with careless driving and operating an unsafe vehicle. So huh. in 2016. Figured they would have gotten her for like all the lime maritas that spilled all over after she rolled it. <laughs> I'm, I'm willing to bet that there may have been something involved that didn't make it into the uh, arrest. But yeah. yeah. I don't know why. Like she rolled her vehicle. I don't see why they didn't add anything for what made it so unsafe. But because of that... For those charges, she got another failure to appear and spent exactly, as they said, 100 minutes as an inmate before being released on bond. It must have been she the would've... roughest 100 minutes of her life. Oh, exactly. I'm sure the 100 minutes in a Karen's life is just like a 100-year sentence for dude, a regular person. Dude, how many times do you think she wants to tell people, like, I was a prisoner of political warfare and they locked me up for... <laughs> Didn't tell them 100 <laughs> minutes, but... She, I bet she says shit like that. Yeah. So, I mean, exactly. It's just like she said with knowing people at Fox News and saying that her arrest was unconstitutional. You can, I mean, it's almost like, well, with the person where we're going to be talking about later, everything is a huge deal that's like worth being put on Facebook. Like one of those situations. Yikes. But basically, that's all that really kind of came about was just the hundred minutes in jail uh, it was the charges were actually later dropped. Really, the sheriff of Garfield County actually did endorse her for her state run, her her Congress run. So that's kind of weird. I mean, I guess he got to know her pretty well. So yikes. Well, OK, let's hope she doesn't ever win again. But uh, <laughs> I'm sure there's gerrymandering going on. So that probably is not going to happen. Yeah. Oh, I don't know much about Kyle. I don't even know how many congressional seats they have. So who knows? I don't know. As many leaves are on a pot leaf. That's how many they have. <laughs> that's, that's how they keep track of them. Yeah. Just how many are on a pot leaf. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So though Gates and Boebert do use conspiracy theory and populism to their advantage, they both pale in comparison to the last person on our list, a freshman congresswoman who has been burning up the news cycle recently for her wild beliefs and many harmful conspiracy theories. Now, recently, mainstream media and also the social media outlets have been set on fire after the hashtag Jewish Space Laser <laughs> was trending worldwide on Twitter. Now, this was all thanks to a 2018 Facebook post originally posted by the representative of the 14th Congressional District of Georgia. That is, of course, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, who was sworn into her first term on January 3rd, 2021, and was recently assigned to the Education, Labor, and Budget Committees by House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy. Now, freshman Congresswoman Greene has been promoting wild conspiracies for years now and has been pushed to the forefront of the news cycle recently. As I mentioned before, from her Facebook post, recently dug up by journalist Justin Gray of Georgia, which he posted to his Twitter page. That is where hashtag Jewish Space Laser came to be. Okay, two things. First off, when you make a post for this episode, you better put hashtag Jewish Space Laser on there. It has oh, to oh, be yeah. done. Has to be done. Number two, just so you know, 
me and the other woke people call her MTG, okay? We call her okay. MG, <laughs> MTG, Marjorie MTG? Taylor Green, MTG. Yeah, just like uh, JTT. Um, oh, I think she's. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she's obviously. Oh, I don't even know if insane is the proper term for her. She's. I don't know. She's just like. A cr- she's like that crazy lady in a record store. She's telling you to buy like some weird artist you've never heard of. I don't. She's just so insane. Yeah. So uh, doing research for this episode, I watched a lot of her old like Facebook videos, a lot of her old social media posts and that kind of stuff. Her old videos where she's just talking. I'm going to talk about it a little bit later on, but she rambles. Like I was sitting there with a notepad trying to take notes about all the conspiracies that she was bringing up. When I talk about building a meta, this is the quintessential person you have to look at for building a meta. Uh, We're (laughs) going to talk about her 2018 Facebook post, which is really blowing up Twitter. And you can count on your hand, like how many different conspiracies she ties in to basically what was already a solved case with the fire in California wildfires. So it's amazing. You just read through it. You're like, oh, my God, the thing she crams (laughs) into this. (laughs) See, if only she could focus her creativity into like a fantasy book or something, maybe she, you know, could find an outlet instead of Try to tell everybody this shit really happened. Yeah, if she would honestly just focus her shit on maybe aliens or flat earth or something like that, we might have some kind of like disclosure for aliens or, you know, flat earth might actually, you know, be a logical, reasonable thing. I'm just kidding about that last one. It's <laughs> never going to be that. But, you know, something like fucking Nibiru or some crazy shit like that. Fluoridation in the water, you know. Okay, Agree or disagree, she might be the greatest dungeon master on Dungeon and Dragons. Ah, uh, I've never played Dungeon and Dragons, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that whoever the Dungeon Dragon is, or Dungeon Master, not the Dungeon Dragon, the Dungeon Master is, <laughs> has to actually be able to speak clearly and put together like a well-conceived <laughs> plan for the game. And that would be just rambling, I imagine. I just have you have to you have to listen to her. It's amazing. <laughs> I I'm just envisioning her like cause the the dungeon master decides like what you're getting attacked by. Like, literally every character that attacks you is a Jewish something. It's like a ba- <laughs> a roaming band of Jewish goblins just attack you. A rope. <laughs> you enter a cave and there's a large Jewish golem blocking the head. Like Marjorie, <laughs> does does everything have to be Jewish? How come every single bad guy in your story is always the bankers <laughs> from Harry Potter? What the fuck's going on here? Also, very fucking anti-Semitic is the, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that story. The first time I saw that, I was like, "Oh my god, how does she even have this on fucking a movie right now?" I don't know. That's I don't horrible. Know. Anyway, anyway, continue right. on. In 2011, Representative Marjorie Green began her involvement in CrossFit eventually opening up her own gym, later on selling it. However, during her time, she would expose the benefits of CrossFit online. And this is where Representative Green would truly find her voice and begin posting to social media and creating podcasts about her beliefs and preferred conspiracy theories. Now, I'm going to read them off in bullet form, and we're just going to kind of talk about them, you know, 
as we as we get to them. But here are just a few of those beliefs that I have been able to collect from some of her videos. The 2017 Las Vegas shooting was actually a false flag operation in order to enact more gun control. Yeah, this is... Uh... I don't know if she was the only one spouting this, but there's a lot of people spouting this when it happened. Yes. Yeah, I definitely remember a lot of the stuff on Instagram coming out about uh, how this was all about to take away our guns and everything. Well, the thing is, I don't know if you saw the video of her attacking one of the kid survivors from the Parkland shooting saying, oh, see, he won't even talk to me. He's just a crisis actor. He doesn't know what to do. Like, lady, you are a fucking asshole. Yeah, that is you're you're about four bullet points ahead of me. But yeah. Oh, so my bad. My bad. Yeah. But yeah, a conspiracy theory in which the Las Vegas shooting involved more than one gunman, which is kind of the same deal. But she brings it up in different videos. So, right. You know, what's crazy about that? Actually thinking about it. Okay, this sounds bad the way I say it, but he was technically the most prolific mass shooter, I think, in, uh, I don't know if it's U.S. history or the world or whatever, Um, and, like, we don't really even know that much about him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, I mean, it is rife for conspiracy, just about the way everything kind of went down. It was just one guy in a room with a bunch of guns. Yeah. And none of the cameras really saw him carrying, from what I remember. Like, not none of the cameras really... Like, got a good picture of him carrying all these guns up to his room. No one noticed that he had all of these duffel bags that he was carrying up. Of course, it's a hotel. So, I mean, people carry duffel bags into hotels all the time. Well, I'm not going to check every single duffel bag. I mean, especially Mandalay Bay. I can't imagine how many dead bodies have been carried in duffel bags. <laughs> in that oh, place. But, but here's the thing. So, I don't even think they really know his, tr- like, truly know his motive or anything. Such a weird, I don't know. He's just such a, it's such a weird thing. I don't, maybe we'll have to look into it one day. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's kind of uh it's almost like a crossover between Bumblebutt and this show. Yeah. Of, he's almost like a serial killer who got all of his kills off in one shot. Just, just one action instead of spreading it out over a long period of time. He just went for as many people as he could get in one we, blast. Yeah. That, well, that's the thing though. If you think of it, the mass shooter, they technically qualify as a different thing than a serial killer, obviously. Um, yeah. But every other mass shooter always has, usually always have a, has a reason. If it's like a school shooting, it's some kid who hates his classmates or something like that. Or there's people doing it for religious reasons or racial reasons or whatever. But him, it's like nobody, I don't think knows, truly knows why he did it. Maybe he just like, yeah. did it to, because he's a psychopath. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, which could actually play into those people's conspiracy theory about the false flag operation. Right. If there right. wasn't any like real motive to do it, then, you know, like it's not like he has some set down motive, like all the school shooters you were talking about or the guy who shot up that the nightclub in Florida. Yeah. yeah the yeah. Orlando nightclub. And that's really, it's just like the JFK assassination. When there's so many unanswered questions, it's just breeding ground for conspiracy theory. Right, right. But anyway, continue on with Marjorie Greene's craziness here. It wasn't actually a plane that ran into the Pentagon on September 11th. Yeah, I've, I've heard her talking about this shit. Yeah, I mean, she brings it up in a lot of videos. And she almost kind of uses it to 
not really bridge gaps. She kind of uses it as a jumping off point for other conspiracies. So it's not like she ever really goes into like big details on this conspiracy, but it's always like used in reference to or almost like kind of like fodder. Like she's just throwing conspiracies up in the air. Like I can't really explain like her method. It's kind of weird. You got to watch her videos. <laughs> Another one is Pizza Gates. Well, and I mean this we one. We talked about this a lot. I'm just saying like these people it's just kind of you have to accept that they believe it. Yeah. The wearing of masks to prevent COVID-19 is oppressive. Yeah. She uh even though she's, you know, really cool cuz she wears a mask that says what does it say on there? Um uh, does it say? Jesus. I don't remember if it says oppressed or it says Trump won or something like that. Something stupid and just asinine like that. Oh yeah, I remember. It was something like "Stop the Steal." Yeah, and uh, <laughs> Trump won and apparently censored. I mean, technically, she probably should be censored because she's obnoxious as shit. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, continue on here. Another one is schools should reopen and the lockdowns need to end. That's another one of her big beliefs. Not really conspiracy, but. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that one with like the extremists, I don't think it is just for them. That is kind of the whole party, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, it is a big segment of America who think that the lockdowns need to end. Yeah. So especially people who are living under these lockdowns who aren't really wanting to follow the rules i'm lucky to live in arizona where we have no lockdowns and most (laughs) people wear a mask but if you walk into a store it if it's a gas station they don't really care that much if it's a grocery store they'll kick your ass out so they have someone standing by the door well you know what good i saw a um god this guy looks like he probably would raided the fucking capital on that night (laughs) coming in not wearing his mask he had a fucking two liter of Pepsi and iced tea and his camo everything. You know, he he was so proud of himself for coming in without wearing a mask and nobody said it. You know what I'm saying? That smug look. Yep. Yeah. But anyway, continue on. Nobody, nobody wanted to get within 10 feet of him. Not no. because of COVID, but because they smelled. Yeah, basically. Another one of her beliefs, former President Barack Obama is a secret Muslim and he allowed Syrian fighters to flood into the West under the guise of being refugees. Oh. Now, one of the things that she's also said is that Democratic Congresswomen Ilian, I said her name wrong, Ilan Omar and Rashida Talab, Talib need to redo their swearing in because they place their hands on the Quran and not on the Bible. And she believes she believes that that is against the rules and that they need to redo their swearing in because of that reason. They really need to like pluck the fucking <laughs> that religious shit out of politics. It's just who gives a flying fuck what you put your hand on? You do it in court too. It doesn't really matter. I mean, I know it's you try to be used to scare you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you would think that you would put your hand on some kind of like a law book or maybe the you know, constitution or something like that. Something that actually matters to that court, not just the Bible. Yeah. Right? It's kind of, to us, I mean, obviously it's it's dumb, but to people who believe in that kind of stuff, I guess that makes sense to them. Right. I mean, you're going to put your hand on probably like a Harry Potter book 
And I'm going to put mine on either some sort of true crime book, probably. Yeah, I would go for a science book, maybe. Okay. That'd be kind of a cool statement. If okay. I ever got elected any kind of, well, doing this show, I'm never going to get elected to shit. But <laughs> hell, look at her. She said a lot true. more crazy shit than I. Right. At least I say it's, at least I usually say things are bullshit. So True, true. Especially religion. <laughs> and of course, she believes in white oppression and white genocide. And this is among many, many other conspiracy theories yeah. that I have not thrown in here. I was going to say she, I've heard some pretty racial and xenophobic things coming out of her mouth. So those are, yeah. she definitely does that as well. Yeah. In that 2018 post, there's definitely some anti-Semitic things that kind of made up the whole Jewish space laser. I don't know if she actually realizes that she made anti-Semitic remarks just by what she said. But definitely, yeah, definitely the anti-Semitic stuff does pop through now and again. Yeah. Representative Green has also been active in far-right social media scene for years now, recently taking even more criticism when a video surfaced of her, just like you mentioned before, chasing down Parkland shooting survivor David Hogg berating him for his work to lobby the government for tighter gun controls yeah she's this is i'm not bothered by much but you have to be a fucking asshole to do this to somebody who has survived a mass shooting like that god i don't i don't know that's just so fucked up definitely and in the video so i've watched it a couple of times in the video, she's basically chasing everyone. If you saw his face, you would remember him. His face was everywhere after the Parkland shooting. If it happened to you in real life, all that he was doing was just walking down the street. And then this woman, and I'm assuming there was a cameraman or someone holding a camera that was shooting it. She was acting like she was a journalist and she was not asking him questions, but they were more just questions like to berate him. Yeah. You know, she was just to like a, verbally assaulting him more with her questions. Yeah. And then he just kept walking. You know what, Phil? I got the video pull up. Let's just uh, let's listen to it here. It's uh, not that long. All right. David, why are you supporting the red flag laws? If there had been, if Scott Peterson, resource officer at Parkland, had done his job, why are you supporting red flag gun laws that attack our amendment rights? And why are you, do you not know how to defend your stance? Look, I'm an American citizen. I'm a gun. I have a consent I carry a gun with for, for protection for myself. And you are using your lobby and the money behind it and the kids to try to take away my Second Amendment rights. You don't have anything to say for yourself? How did it, over 30 appointed senators, how'd you do that? How did you get major press coverage? And how did you get kids? Why do you eat kids? Why kids? You know, if school, if school zones were protected by liberty guards with guns, there would be no mass shootings. Do you know that? The best way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. It's our Second Amendment. And you have nothing to say. No words. Tell him walk it. He's got nothing to say. Sad. He has nothing to say because there really is nothing to say, you guys. He has nothing to say because he's paid to. He has the walkaway march. He's got the. Um, he's got the Women's March, and they're funding all of this. Every Town Gun USA, they're funding all this stuff, okay? That was David Hogue right there. David, we saw him inside the Senate building. He had 30, 30 um, appointments where he ran around and got to talk to senators. I got to talk to none, none. He had media coverage all over the place. I had zero. Guess what? I'm a gun owner. I'm an American citizen. 
and I have nothing. This guy with his George Soros funding and his major <laughs> liberal funding has got everything. Yeah. I want you to think about that. That's where we are. The coward can't say one word because defend his stance. Because there is no defense for taking away guns. There is no defense for gun confiscation. So yeah, as you can see from that audio, she's um an asshole and crazy and to be honest she looks like a little like penguin kind of chasing him like <laughs> she's very stumpy she's very little and stumpy i didn't realize that about her she wasn't a congresswoman at the time she's not in the media she is well she's like a, a social media like personality but i it's almost like she expected him to stop and talk to her he was in congress and she was a journalist yeah, she kept I, saying, like, he won't even stop and defend it. He won't even do this or do that. It's like, bitch, he owes you nothing. Like, what do you what do you think he's doing? You're just some crazy lady chasing him down the street. You know, the, the really sad part is I can only imagine from the look on his face. He gets harassed by people quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm, just, I'm sure he's quite used to it. Yeah. Just from looking how he is ignoring her and walking away. I'm guessing that poor kid's gotten harassed quite a bit. Yeah. He was, this was obviously a few years ago. I mean, he, you don't see him on all of the shows anymore, but yeah, at the time he was like, his face was everywhere after the Parkland shooting. So right. I'm guessing, yeah, he was probably getting harassed in person and online and over anywhere that anyone could get to him right? by people like her. Right. Well, anyway, let's, uh, how about you going to break down the most critical piece of evidence here against MTG? So now I am actually going to read that 2018 Facebook post. I kind of, I really was looking around the, the internet at different sites. And a lot of the people who were writing about the Twitter hashtag didn't really seem like they knew exactly what she was talking about with the space lasers. So I kind of wanted to read the whole thing out for everybody. Okay. The problem is though, I'm going to warn you. She does ramble when she speaks and when she types on social media. So it is a little long winded. So just bear with us here. So this is from Marjorie Taylor Greene, November 17th, 2018. As there are now over 70 people confirmed dead and over 1000 missing, the fires in California are horrific tragedy. I'm praying for all involved. I'm posting this in speculation because there are too many coincidences to ignore and just putting it out. There from some research I've done stemming from my curiosity over Pacific gas and electric stocks, which tanked all week, then rallied Thursday night after California official announced they would not let Pacific gas and energy fail. I find it very interesting that Roger Kimmel on the board of director of Pacific gas and electric is also vice chairman of Rothschild's international investment banking firm. Yeah, um, obviously we know that name. <laughs> Covered yep. a whole episode about it. Yeah, I okay. I I see the Jewish part right there. Yep. All right, she's she's got that already. Yeah, uh, we've mentioned it before. The term dog whistle. So anytime you ever say the word Rothschild, it's automatically a dog dog whistle for Jewish conspiracy. Yeah, it's one of the biggest Jewish conspiracies. Well, anyway, continue on here. Let's hear. I'm getting interested now. I also find interesting the long history of financial contributions that Pacific Gas and Electric has made to Jerry Brown over the years and millions spent in lobbying. What a coincidence it must be that Governor Brown signed a bill in September 2018 protecting Pacific Gas and Electric, 
and allowing Pacific Gas and Electric to pass off its cost of fire responsibility to its customers in rate hikes and through bonds. It also must just be a coincidence that the fires are burning in the same projected areas that the $77 billion high-speed rail project is to be built, which also happens to be Governor Brown's pet project. And what are the odds that Feinstein's husband, Richard Bloom, is the contractor to the rail project? Geez, with that much money, we could build three U.S. southern border walls. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Okay, well, I guess she wants to do what Trump did and triple it, huh? Back then, everyone was likening every single dollar that the American government built to how many border walls you could build with that. So right here, you could build three southern border walls with that. You know, she's talking about government waste and spending and stuff like that, which actually is a problem. But putting money into infrastructure is always a good thing unless it's a wasteful project. So I, I can see where she's going with it. But I don't think $77 billion is enough for for them to even finish the one Trump was building. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, it turned out to be a lot more expensive. At the time, they thought it was going to be about 20 to $25 billion. But then, it, you know, the cost kept jumping up and jumping up. Yeah. From what I, from what I heard today, um, they were talking about the border wall. It's about $2 million per mile. So I have no idea how many miles it is, but it's a, quite a bit of money. Yeah, there's – she should talk about the sketchiness of Trump hiring like a criminal contractor to <laughs> handle – building the wall and it seems like he's refunneling the money back to his boys so yeah there's yeah. a lot there anyway continue on phil then oddly there are all these people who said that they saw what looked like lasers or blue beams of light causing the fires and pictures and videos i don't know anything about that but i do find it curious pacific gas and electric partnership with solarian on space solar generators starting in 2009 they announced the launch into space in March 2018 and maybe even put them up before that. So here's where she's talking about the space la the where the hashtag Jewish space lasers. This is the space lasers part. It's not some space laser being fired from a satellite. It's actually solar collecting arrays that are beaming power, collecting sunlight in space and then beaming the power to Earth, which is actually a real technology that they're working on but it's not really in use quite yet not on the mass scale that she's talking about here's what i noticed if she would have just kept with the first half of this you could sell that as a conspiracy but now yeah. that she's going on to part two here you're losing it trump knew where to like hover in that fine area um she's she went too far she's yeah exactly i mean the first part of this she talks about this company, Pacific Gas and Electric, purposely starting these fires uh, beforehand, they set themselves up so that they wouldn't be liable for any of the profits lost from these fires. Basically, like the taxpayers and the their customers would have to pay for the losses. And all of this wasteful spending and what a fire would do for clearing the way for this $77 billion high-speed rail project. Yeah. So, I mean, she had something good here for conspiracy-wise. The problem is she tries to build in this meta. Like I was saying before, and right. she's trying to add in all of these other things. Right. Right. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah. Space solar generators collect the sun's energy and then beam it back to Earth to transmitters to convert to electricity. 
The idea is clean energy to replace coal and oil. If they are beaming the sun's energy back to Earth, I'm sure they wouldn't ever miss a transmitter or receiving station, right? I mean, mistakes are never made when anything new is invented. What would it look like anyway? A laser beam or a light beam coming down to Earth, I guess. Could that cause a fire? Question mark. Yeah, so basically she's kind of being a little facetious there and saying like, oh, I'm sure they would never miss beaming an energy beam back to Earth. When really I, I looked into it and kind of what their ideas of how this would work is, they would actually have miles of wire mesh that were set up to collect any energy that was brought back down to Earth. So it wouldn't really be like a beam of like a laser beam of energy coming down. It would be more not really how Tesla had imagined it, but it would be kind of more like that, you know. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Like almost like they would aim it at an at a large area and have large large rows of wire to collect it. I see. Okay. Well, that may, I mean obviously that makes sense and what she's saying clearly does not make sense. Yeah, she's making it seem like it would be a laser beam, kind yeah. of like if you ever played SimCity 2000. So there's a <laughs> there's a deal where it's exactly that. It's basically looks like a giant microwave dish that has a solar array in space that collects sunlight and then brings it down. And the disaster that happens from that is a giant laser beam (laughs) burns a swath into your city and starts a bunch of fires and destroys a bunch of buildings. Anyone who's ever played that game knows exactly what I'm talking about. So Honestly, I'm half surprised she didn't just say there's a giant Star of David fucking laser (laughs) beam coming down and starting the fire. Like, uh, she could have... Honestly, she might as well have just said all that. Yeah, in my uh, in my Instagram post that I'm going to put up, one of the memes that I found is actually a satellite with a Star of David on it that's shooting a laser beam at California. <laughs> so that's one of the ones that I'm going to put up. But exactly. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I hope not. That wouldn't look so good for Pacific Gas and Electric, Rothschild, Inc., Salarian, or Jerry Brown, who sure does seem fond of Pacific Gas and Electric. Good thing for Solarian that Michael Peavy is on their board, since he is former president of California Public Utilities Commission, California's most powerful energy regulatory agency. Great connections right there! Exclamation point. I also will say, whoever was able to buy that Pacific Gas and Electric stock at the bottom before that announcement was made when the stocks rallied sure did well in their investment. I wonder how you get privy to that kind of info? Question mark. You must have to know somebody, right? Seems like there's a lot of connected people in this crowd. And with these space solar generators, I really hope they have a very good aim, beaming the sun's power back down to Earth. But what do I know? I just like to read a lot. And then it's a chick doing the shrugging emoji thing. Is it a shrug or is it a facepalm? I think it's a shrug. It's a shrug. Okay. All right. Well, um, there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah, Yeah. It's not as cut and dry as Jewish space lasers. But once you kind of crumble it down to its core, that's essentially um, what they're saying is they fired a laser to start the fire so people can make a bunch of money off of stocks, I guess. I she's insane. Clearly insane. Yeah. So the truth about the fires is they did an investigation and she's talking about Pacific Gas and Electric, how they caused the fires. The truth of the matter is they actually were found liable for the fires. They had a over 100-year-old power line in the forest that caused those fires. 
they claimed that it wasn't over 100 years old. They claimed that it was under the age that they would need to replace it. They also funded money that was meant to maintain that line away from the maintenance. So there was a lot of like negligence. And the Pacific Gas and Electric were found to be negligent in that instance. But it wasn't all of this conspiracy clearing way for the the train and you'd using space lasers and all of this. It was just fucking incompetence. Yeah. Just run-of-the-mill incompetence. I mean, this is essentially what caused the uh, BP oil spill. Incompetence and pure laziness and not what was it? They had to just like fix a pipe underwater or something. <laughs> it would have avoided all of it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, honestly, if she would have just gone after Pacific Gas and Electric for being incompetent and then bringing up that stuff about them changing the laws a few months before, she would have really had something and it would have been 100% truth. Instead, she uses like a grain, just a little a little drop of, tru- of truth, drops that drop into a fucking pile of bullshit. And then points to it and says, look, now it's all truth. Yeah. You know, which is which is what conspiracy theorists do. Yeah. You know, and I feel like we're going to, you know, be hearing a lot of her crazy ass for the rest of the year, at least, I would assume. Yeah. I mean, like we were saying, because of this now infamous 2018 Facebook post and like the multitudes of videos that have come out ever since really the whole hashtag Jewish space laser hit her position amongst the old guard has fallen off of a cliff with even Moscow Mitch McConnell admonishing her for her content. However, she still does have the favor of the former president, Donald Trump, barring her expulsion from Congress. Marjorie Taylor Greene really could be, like you said, a thorn in the sides for everyone, including moderate Republicans for years to come. Yeah, she, I don't know, she's she's getting in at the perfect time where she can kind of just find her own little home um, and just be, just, you know, act as crazy as Trump was, to be honest with you. And then the yeah. other two cronies will start acting crazy too, and then some other people start acting, this might just be the year of the crazy uh, politicians, possibly. Yeah, I mean, it is the perfect time to come up right now. We're talking about these three people. Honestly, she is the, in 2000, say it's 2012, 2008, she would have been kicked to the fucking wayside. She would have been long gone. But now in the atmosphere, in the environment that we're in, she could be propelled to the top. I mean, it's almost like Lenin just died and they're looking for a brand new, you know, like, <laughs> is it going to be Trotsky? Is it going to be Stalin? Is it going to be this chick? Is it going to be Gates? Is it going to be somebody we haven't even heard of yet? There's this whole vacuum. I mean, honestly, when I was doing research for all of this, I knew who all three of these people were because I had seen them on the news. But I had no idea like who the House Minority Leader for the Republicans was up until I was reading about it in response to this woman. So it's kind of that deal where... The people who are actually in charge, no one's really hearing about them right now because these people are gathering all of the spotlight for themselves. Well, maybe they like them because they're sucking up all the media's attention and it allows them to do whatever nutty shit they want to do behind the scenes, perhaps. Hopefully actually governing would be nice for a change. That would be great. Yeah, that'd be a refreshing change. It'd be like a fresh sip of a lime marita. Yep, just some boring shit. That'd be nice. <laughs> just, just a honestly, 
Just have CNN, nothing to talk about. Just boring shit. Have their ratings just plummet again. You know, we don't need to have fucking action news for CNN. All of this, you know, in your face, breaking news every five minutes. Just some boring shit would be great. Yeah. But really quick, just to, just to fucking knock this off. What do you think about these three new members of Congress, the direction of the Republican Party, kind of the civil war, the fracture that's happening? What do you make of all of this? I I don't know. I I think they're going to be here for a while. I think if Trump was stage one cancer, um, these three might be stages two, three, and four, and it's just going to keep spreading. That's my opinion. I feel like we're probably going to be dealing with this for... I don't know, at least another couple of years. And then if Trump tries to run again in 2024, might make her a turn. I think it'll probably be like a, a curve. It'll go away for a little bit, then it's going to come back. That's my prediction. I I wonder if by the time Trump has the opportunity really to break through back on to the main stage, if people like Marjorie Taylor Greene won't already be the main person in the spotlight. I wonder if there will actually be room for Trump or if he'll be seen as kind of the old hat, you know, the old thing, that Old Testament, when there's this brand new, shiny New Testament, you know, I mean, yeah. right in front of you. Yeah, he'll be, what, 80-something by then. Yeah, he'll be, by the next election, he'll at least be in his 80s. Ugh. Yeah, he might be too far gone, but, uh, but yeah, anyway, I'm sorry if this episode offended anybody who really likes MTG, but sometimes you gotta face facts, she's fucking nuts. But I think most rational people realize that. But uh, Phil, if they want to message us and let us know their opinions, where can they do that? Well, you know, they can hit us up on our email, subliminaldpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, if you are in favor of uh, old MTG, you know, maybe leave us a five-star review and tell us to go fuck ourselves. But the most important <laughs> part is that five-star part. You can tell us to go fuck ourselves all that you want. Just five-star it. Also... Great way to get a hold of us is on our website, www.subliminaldeception.com. Uh, there's a little box there you can find with uh, the ability to put your contact info in there, put the body of your message, and it comes straight to our email, just like the old style email address will do. Also, get a hold of us the best way is on Instagram, Subliminal Deception Podcast on IG. That is the one that we are checking daily, hearing from a lot of fans. Love to hear from you guys. You know, keep them coming. Some great show suggestions. We actually just got a really good one about satellite hunter killers uh, from a really great fan. And I'm actually putting that one together right now. So I didn't know what the hell he was talking about when he sent me that message. I looked it up and I'm really interested. So I mean, that sounds awesome. So I'm super excited about that. And a big thank you to Chris out there. Uh, Thanks for the message. It was great. We've also got our own instagrams mine is sd pod phil i mostly post about what i eat and pretty much uh I, sh- I shoot back the memes that cody sends me uh cody you want to tell me about yours yeah you can follow my personal instagram at cody Zabub. uh like phil mentioned the last thing we need you guys to do is to log on itunes leave the show five star review doesn't matter what you say even if you're angry even if you're really upset leave the show five star review just say fuck off it's fine. Just make sure it's five stars. If you are a Spotify user, which I think most people are, just hit the follow button. All you got to do, apparently it's like a review for them. Thank you to everybody who has done that for us already. And otherwise, uh, I hope, you know, we sometimes we like to get 
Indica's is fresh off the market, and you can't m- get much fresher than this. So good job, Phil. We'll see you guys oh, yeah. next week. Thanks, guys.